Drum roll. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Ooh, ooh, we live, we're live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. It is time for the big event. It's time for the big event, y'all. It's time for the big event. Time for the big event, y'all. Who ready? Who is ready for the big event today? So we are on time today. It is 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we're going to get started and I will start in prayer. Father God, I give you thanks. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. I thank you for this amazing day that you have allowed us to come together, to share your word, to talk about you, to understand you, and to grow in you. Father, I remove myself and I ask that you take over this conversation. Everything and anything that needs to be said within this conversation will be said today. God, use me, guide me, and instruct me as you will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Welcome, 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 welcome Evangelistic Studios for being here live with me. Today we are talking about grace. So we missed last week um, our for our scheduled big event, but um, as promised, I know that I have to continue to um, put in the effort to ensure that um, everything goes as planned. But today we are talking about grace. What is grace? So throughout this month, we have been talking about grace. And and I know if you are a babe in Christ, you're just growing in Christ, you're trying to understand what grace is. How do we tap into this thing called grace? But um, we're also going into a series this month, which is August, when we're talking about cis why we're diving into some stuff that i did not really want to talk about but holy spirit be like no boo you gonna talk about some things that i tell you to talk about so to so within this month and and i'm going to allow because um we're coming out of july and we're going into august so you will find that some of the conversation here today will um stem into uh, that series called Sis Why. We're talking we're talking about some things that I don't even really want to talk about. But if God said if Holy Spirit wants me to, then it shall be done. So we're you're gonna hear a little bit about Sis Why as well as you're hearing about the grace, God's grace. How to tap into God's grace. Hey Wilfred, how to tap into God's grace. Sometimes as a child in Christ it can feel um a little overwhelming trying to do things or we're thinking we're trying to do things on our own but we have this thing called grace and so grace is this is like a colloquialism this is something that everybody knows about but sometimes we really don't know how to place it so there are certain words as a bohemian there are certain words that we use but we use it in different ways and so there's a word called boy we say boy for boy like come here boy what you saying boy like it's used in so many different ways and that is the same thing as grace so grace is used and it is the ability to get things done so it is strength it is it could be impartation it it is just so many ways that grace 
can be used. And I'm so excited about it because I didn't really understand it all this time. I know I always used to pray for grace. I would pray, oh God, I need grace. I need grace to get through this situation. God, I need grace. I need grace. I need grace. But I didn't fully understand what grace was. And so I'm going, the Holy Spirit told me that I have to talk about some things that I did not always want to talk about. So, um, a few years ago, I had planned to get married and it didn't happen. And I needed grace to go through a breakup. And so that season was one of the, I wouldn't say the hardest because I experienced some really crazy things in life, but that was hard. That was hard to, to, um, be obedient in walking away and and loving somebody and in loving somebody you're saying whatever you choose I have to allow you to make your choice and not manipulate the situation not you know uh, beg and plead and cry but what I did was allow um, allow myself and the person to walk away and my prayer is that wherever God desires for each of us to be that we're obedient enough to go and ah child that's not the easiest but i will say i needed god's grace i needed god's grace and so holy spirit said talk i'm gonna talk holy spirit said do i'm gonna do and so um today i'm gonna talk about breakups being having the grace to get through a season that is so hard that may be so frustrating that may be so complicated because many people, many of us in the in the community of Christ, we go through breakups. We go through breakups. We go through experiences that can seem uncomfortable to talk about with others. That is not um, typical in our Christian community. Because how do you really talk about breaking up when, in actuality, most Christians, when once you're in a relationship. The point is to get married, right? And so how do you walk away from a relationship? Now, there are some things. I do have some scriptures, but um, remember to go back to the videos on YouTube. There, I have specific uh, scriptures that would um, connotate what I'm talking about today. But I'm not going through a lot of scriptures. I am just talking openly um, to you today so that you can understand where I come from when you when you hear me talk about um, my my prayer life and talking about asking God for grace there are these things that we're going through as as believers as children in Christ that sometimes um, we don't get to talk about and so going through that breakup I needed God's grace I needed grace and I needed I needed prayers and that's where um, one of the last videos we talked about impartation so impartation of God's grace is we I spoke about three examples and those three examples um, is touch is prayer and association so I will speak about the three uh, indicators for me that was important and so prayer I have a community of people that I connect with um, that is it within the body of Christ that is growing in Christ that is um, that I'm accountable to and so those people are who I'm associated with so I keep in association with people who are going to keep me accountable yes I make mistakes 
But when I do make mistakes, I I call myself out on it. I'm like, hey girl, this happened. Uh, I don't like it, but it happened. But, and then in, we get to talk about it, get to talk about the whys, get to talk about what steps I needed to make to create boundaries to ensure that it doesn't continue to happen. And then prayer. These people are praying for me. These people uh, go to go to war for me because I know uh, during that time when I was not really understanding what God was doing and what I should do, they were in prayer for me, child, and I needed it. But it is good to have that community. And this is what grace is, to get through these situations, right? You're getting through these hard, complicated situations that um, sometimes you don't necessarily have clear answers and you may not be able to uh, pray and get answers from God because because of so much frustration, because there's so much going on, you're not hearing clearly. So it's good to have those people who have your back. And another thing that I would like to also say or talk about is going into these interrelationships and having um, these people who are there, who are part of that community, who are going, who are praying for you because going into relationships you want to go in right relationships you don't want to just be just hopping and skipping into from one relationship especially if you're in the body of christ especially if you're a child of god you've already given your life to christ and that's who i'm talking to um you don't want to be jumping from relationship to relationships right and so if especially if it's in your community at your church like that's not a good look that's not that's not a good look and so when i talk about dating i'm talking about having a commitment to someone so we could all be friends and I could be your friend and we can go out and have conversations so I could get to know you do I really want to like you do I do I want to date you do I do I see you as someone I want to or be in courtship with because within the body of Christ you're not really sure there's, there's not a lot of um, clarity in the Word of God about dating and so we're going to be talking about dating this month as well we, we talked about uh well we talked about not having sex in our uh youtube video yesterday so you can head over to youtube later and watch that but we're going to be talking about sex this month because they are some things there are some things that we don't discuss we it's not really clear and even um we're kind of us now, I'm not talking just about the entire church. I'm talking about us, the the people in the body of Christ. Like we're kind of elusive on um, our relationships and understanding the depth and knowing how to keep boundaries. And so, um, we want to learn that we want to learn to keep ourselves in um, association with people that keep us accountable. Uh, like I talk about mentors, I talk about having a spiritual authority. They are people that I am accountable to. I'm accountable to them because I'm accountable to you. I God has given me the this platform for Him, for His glory. And I can't take advantage of it. I cannot take advantage of you. I cannot play. Um, I can't be out here playing church. I don't, even if you're not on a platform, you don't want to be playing church. There are people that are watching you. 
whether you realize it or not. There are people that are watching because they're seeing, if you're saying that you're a child of God, you're saying that you're in the body of Christ, you're going to church every Sunday, you're going to, to Bible studies every Wednesday or Thursday, they're looking at you. People are looking at your co-workers are watching you. They want to see what, why should I come out of the world to come into the body of Christ? What, what is, what is the, what is the big deal if you, you as a Christian are living the same way that they're living? And so we want to be examples. We're just doing all of this, all of this, we need grace. We need grace to be obedient to God's word. We need grace to um, follow through with the things that we say that we're going to do. We need grace. <laughs> it's not easy. We need grace to get through these relationships. We need grace for our friendships. Now tell me, aren't there some people that you kind of be like, I don't want to talk to them. I really, no, I don't feel like it. I don't want to deal with this person. You need grace. You need grace to love. You need grace to love people. You need grace to love your co-workers. You need grace to love your family. Who got some of those crazy family members? You're like, I want to uh, divorce my name. I don't want to be a part of that family anymore. <laughs> I'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like, I need grace, Jesus. I need that grace. I need the grace to deal with these people. I need grace to get through this family dinner. I need grace, Lord. I need grace with this child. I talk about my daughter sometimes. I remember when she was in high school. I needed grace. Oh, Jesus, I needed grace. That girl, oh my goodness. She does not communicate. She, in the past, did not communicate well. And... She would say, pick me up from school, and I would come, and I would call, and I'd be waiting, and then she'd be home. And I'm like, but I'm at the school, though. Like, how did you get home? Like, why didn't you just call me and tell me you didn't need a ride anymore? Like, you need grace to deal with these humans. <laughs> like, you need grace. <laughs> and it's so many things that um, we go through or we're dealing with, and we don't realize that we, we as children of God, just in the moment, Lord, I need grace. I need grace to do this thing. I need grace to talk to this person. I need grace to get through this challenge. I need grace to go through this meeting. There was uh, a meeting that was, I don't know why I felt so, so nervous. Um, I don't want to say that I'm an introvert. I'm not really, I don't think. I'm an introverted extrovert, right? And so I could talk. <laughs> I could talk your ears off when you get me started. But when I don't know who I'm talking to, sometimes it can be a little bit um, nerve-wracking for me. And so I had a meeting that I was going into and I did not know. You know, like some people who you can just Google up. Oh, let's see who this is and let's see who I'm going to be talking to. This person had no status on Facebook. They had no status on Instagram and I'm like oh Jesus I don't even know what this person looks like I don't need I don't I can't even like figure out their personality based on their profile nothing so I'm going into this meeting and I'm just like I didn't even want to go in the meeting I did not I legit was gonna send an email and be like you know what um 
I'm going to try to connect another time. I was going to make something up. I didn't want to lie, but I just was like, I know I can't do this. I don't feel like I'm ready. And this particular, I think it was the Sunday before, because Monday would have been the meeting and it was Sunday I went to church. And I didn't realize how much God, like <laughs> legit, God loves us so much. So I'm in service and just doing my thing, worshiping God and all of that. And so at the end of service, you know, we're just about to end and we're praying. Not we, but my pastor was praying. And he says, uh, he's praying about boldness. I didn't think, and I didn't think that was for me, to be honest. Like I really legit was not like, oh yeah, Mikhail, that's for you. No, I was like, I was praying for other people, really. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, give them boldness. And then in, in a moment, I remember the Holy Spirit just pricking my heart. You got a meeting tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I need boldness. Oh, that's called, oh, that's grace. I need grace to get through that. And so in that moment, I was imparted through prayer from my pastor, the boldness to get through that meeting. And so I'm using these examples because there are things, everything is not all like, all churchy is we live in real life every single day we're having to get through our lives but we need to know what like how to get how to do it how to do this thing and so it's grace that you're needing to get through that divorce it's grace that you're needing to to get through those meetings it's grace that you're needing that boss that's so annoying that co-worker that's always clacking that gum like it's so much that you need grace yo you need grace and we also talked last month about grace to understand people like the understanding people helps me deal with people or helps me get through um having to deal with them so the grace in dealing with people is understanding them and that's what we talked about and so there are five offices that um, that the Lord speaks about in the Bible and that's in Ephesians 4 and 7 so that it's also called gifts so we've been given gifts and some people's gift is talking they can talk till tomorrow they can talk and they don't need nothing all they need is uh, mm-hmm, okay and they keep going those people are who we know as teachers or maybe we don't know them as teachers because we don't, not everybody understands the fivefold offices or understands these gifts. But you know that they're talkers. And so in the, the office that they may be in is teaching office. So people that talk a lot, <laughs> it's likely that they can be teachers. And so they, they talk but they're trying to explain and they will be explaining and explaining and re-explaining and explaining again and explaining on top of the explaining that they're already explaining. Those are who we know in our in the Bible as teachers. And so they've been graced. They've been gifted the talking ability, right? They've been gifted the talking ability. And so that is teachers. And so we have apostles. And so apostles are um, who the word talks about to be those starters. 
So they go in and get the thing started. They go, they're entrepreneurs, they're leaders, they're just, they have initiative. They don't need the pat on the back. They are those people that they can just do. They can just do. They don't need, they don't need, they don't need you. They don't need nobody else. They can just get it started. They are the, they, they're the leaders. They get the business started. They're the entrepreneurs. And all of us have been graced with different abilities and understanding these different abilities helps us get through the day. Well, it helps me get through the day and I'm hoping that it'll help you get, get through the day, right? And so that's apostles. So apostles are those leaders. They're just natural at it. If you have kids, just watch your kids. The ones that really like to talk and they and they, they put their doll babies, line them up and they're talking and instructing and explaining, it's likely that they're teachers. The ones they may be using their doll babies as well, but then they're they're um basically telling them what to do. Go 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 to the office. Go and do this. Go and do that. It's likely that that's an apostle. They are the natural. They're the natural leaders. They're they have the ability to um just go with go with it. They could get stuff started. Um and then you have your evangelist. Oh, child, that those evangelists are those, they have the energy. They are pumped up. They're fired up. That's like the Ty Trebet and like the Kirk Franklins. They, from you hear their music, from you get around them, your energy is boosted. Like, they, you can just, I don't know, you can just feed off their energy if you're at a party. The person that you see, like, who's always pumped up, who's always getting the crowd going, that's the energy starter. That's what you call the evangelist. So in secular world, in the regular world, we don't know them as evangelists. We don't call all of these people by these names. We don't call them by their office because we sometimes don't understand these offices. But when you, when you get around certain people, the evangelist is the hype man. Think about that friend that would, when you get to a party, when you get anywhere when it's quiet they always want to be making noise they're always ready to go they like they don't turn off like they're energizer bunnies that is your evangelists um and before i go and talk about something else let me let me let me explain them all and so then you have your prophets prophets are those people who you can find that are more reserved they can be they can be at a party but they're almost like they're retreated they're they're Hold the weight. Prophets, they hear from, they hear a lot of things. Because it's not all the time people who are in the prophetic are hearing from God. Because remember, there is a spiritual realm, right? And so in the spirit realm, there are there's more than just the Lord talking. There's more than just the Holy Spirit talking, y'all. And so you need to understand these things. So that when even when you're needing grace, when you're when you're being when you're connecting to people by association, you know who you're connecting to. You understand who you need to connect to when you need to connect to them. And so your prophets, these people, um, they have foresight. So they're hearing, they're hearing very often. They can hear, they're hearing everything and anything. God, not God, your heart, your mind, they can hear, they can hear. They're hearing stuff. And so there are people like in a secular world, like psychics. Um, 
And then you, you know about people that are going around to different ministries and they're they're in the prophetic and you and they tell you things about you. They are in the prophetic. Not everyone is a child of God or is walking with Christ or hearing from Christ. But that is the prophetic. They can hear and that's the gift that God has given whether you're you're a Christian or not. God has given it from the day you come out of that womb, from you shoot out, you got your grace. You've been given a gift. And so we talked about the teachers. We talked about the apostles. We talked about the evangelists. We talked about the prophets. Now we're talking about those pastors. Pastors are those that have the gift to love. Listen, they love the unlovable. You know those people who really get on your nerve and you're like, I'm done. But the pastor is like, no, no. Just, no, just give them a gift. No, just love them. No, just do this. They're always willing to forgive. They're always ready to love. The office of a pastor is so nurturing and loving. When you find that friend who always, always forgives the other friends, no matter what they do, the pastor is going to forgive, even at a deficit to themselves. Pastors forgive. Pastors love. They are nurturing. And so these offices, God has given us grace. He, give, he graced each and every one of us because there are different things that we are placed on this earth to do. And so I am, I am, um, I am sure that God knew, knew exactly, and not that I'm sure, I know God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave each and every one of us these uh, gifts or the grace in the in these offices and so um, when I'm talking about connecting with the right people or when to connect to them when you're feeling drained because now we're talking about grace to get through situations we're talking about grace to get through that relationship we're talking about grace to love others so now when you are feeling low when you're feeling like you know you're like you're done you need to know who to connect to. Who who are you gonna talk to? Who are you gonna pick? Who are you gonna call on the phone? You need that friend who's the hype man, right? They got the grace to give you all that energy, especially when you're at your lowest. When you're at your lowest, the the person that is in the evangelistic office is the person that you need to connect to. They are your hype men. When you're feeling depressed and feeling low in a depressive way, the pastor may be the person that you need to connect to. The pastor is that person who's gonna nurture you and love you and, and talk to you in a soothing way. That's your pastor. When you're ready to get something done, get a business started, when you're um, trying to figure out your life, talk to an apostle. An apostle can guide you better than you can probably guide yourself. The apostle knows the next step that you need to take from you started walking toward them. Apostles know, can, they just know what to do. They just the grace that they've, they've been given. We start telling them a story, they, they it's like they, they just tell you step, nope, you should do this, you should do that, you should do the next. That's your apostles. Now the, prophet, the prophets also have foresight but they're seeing in the future. They can't tell you what the next thing is for you to do. But they're telling you what's going to happen. They may say, um, 
girl, you gonna get some money. You know, everybody like money, so I, I, <laughs> I had to get that one there. Um, you gonna get some money, and they don't know. They don't know how you gonna get that money. They don't know how you gonna get the money. But the but the apostle could tell you what you need to do is go on the computer, do this, that, the next. But they may not tell. They may not know that that's how you're gonna get the money. But they're guiding you toward um, getting the money, right? And so getting. So now, if you if you're thinking about getting the money, um, let's think about the pastor. So when you're frustrated about getting the money, the pastor will love you, guide you, nurture you, so that you can get that energy back to do what it is that you were supposed to be doing. Who did we miss out in all of this? We talked about the prophet, oh, the teacher. So the teacher can guide you. So you've already talked to the apostle who told you to use your computer for whatever. The teacher will tell you how to use the computer, what steps to take to get through using this computer, and what process you need to be using. Right? So this is the fivefold offices. This is the grace that God has given us in human beings, in the people that are around us. I've talked about the characteristics of these people and the how to connect, why you should connect to them. Why are you connecting to these people? Because when you're getting low, when you need energy, when you need direction, you need to know exactly. You may not know them in these offices, but you know them by the profile, by the description. The hype man. The hype man is the evangelist. That they're, Sometimes it's just misguided because of the, we don't understand. It's misguided because they're still in the world. It's misguided because they may not even really want to be a hype man, but it's just their personality. There are those people that wake up in the morning and they're just full of energy. They don't really need anything to talk and uh, dance and do all the shenanigans. They're just full of it. And that's your evangelist. So you need to just know how to connect to these people. Why you're connecting to these different people um, based on the grace that has been given to them. And so this, is, this ties into um, association. Knowing who you are associating with. You're just not haphazardly having any old friends just to have friends. You need to know why you connect into these people. Don't have friends because they've been your friends since 19 or long. No, you need to be having friends in, in this, uh, in your life, in the season of your life, as you're growing, you're trying to understand more about God, and you're having depth in your relationship with Christ. You need to know what you're having, who are these friends? What are you having these friends around you for? And so sometimes we're drained by our friends because we don't even understand like their use. What are, what are they around you for? Um, and so now understanding these people, then you know why and when you should be around them. Why? Because the, 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 the spiritual hype man gets you up when you're down. Yeah. I have a friend. Oh my goodness. I have more than just one friend who's an evangelist, but their energy, sometimes it's, their energy is so much that it can be draining because it's too much. Because once you get the energy, you need to get get away because it might be too much. It just depends on your personality or yeah, it depends on your personality. But this is the grace that God has given each of us, each of us. And so 
knowing the, to tap into the grace of the evangelist and knowing when. Knowing to tap into the grace of the teacher and when. Of the apostle when. Of the, um, of the pastor. You just, you need to know when. You also need to know why. Because these people are there. Sometimes they don't know what grace they have. But you need some of what they got. I know that, that that's me. That's me. The friend with the energy. There are times because life can be so frustrating and whatever. Just being around there for five minutes. Five minutes, my energy is back at 100. Or, or you need to know who to connect with in music. You need to know who to connect with even when you're listening to YouTube videos. I'm not a hype man. I'm not going to hype you up. I don't have that. I have not been graced with the evangelistic energy. It comes a little, you know, sporadically every so often. But I have not been graced with the evangelistic energy, yo. That's not me. But I used the example already. People like uh, Ty Trebet and Kirk Franklin. When you play them, from you play their music and you hear them scream and make certain sounds, you, you're, you're, everything in you shakes. <laughs> it, it, it wakes, awakens the thing in you. Come on, tell me y'all know what I'm talking about. There are certain songs that you play. I don't care how tired you were. I don't care how disinterested you were. When that song plays, ah, you are awake. Everything in you is awake. Your spirit, your soul, your body, your muscle, your bones, everything wakes up. And so for me, when I get low, I don't only need to connect with the right friends. I need to connect, find the right music. When I was in the world, I didn't understand these things. I always loved music. And this is how you tap into receiving that energy, receiving the grace. We're talking about grace. We're talking about how to get this grace and what grace is. And so you're getting grace through music by listening to the right set of music so i used to listen to secular music and secular music did yeah donnie mcclurkin secular music did something to me ah child i don't care what i was doing certain songs that's why i don't like i don't want nobody play nowhere kind of music around me i'm like no it's a no it's a no because it does something um and the enemy the devil knows it he knows that music is powerful and in the Caribbean I know I could speak for Jamaica and Bahamas especially the jicking up and the winding up and the sticking up and the this and the that like the songs that they say the words that they use we don't realize how powerful those words they're using how powerful it is in our lives and so Tapping into, and I'm talking about, I'm using the secular world because we came out of maybe that secular world and we know that some things can draw us back. Some things are pulling us back. And I'm using an example because that is one of those things that for me was like, oh my goodness, I love music. But I didn't realize that um, to be replenished or God has used music or worship to refill my tank. That's where I get grace. I get grace through music. And so if I need to get things done, 
like work wise if I'm working I usually play music in the background and depending on what type of work I'm doing I may need to play instrumentals I have like what the instrumental that um, that is my intro for my YouTube videos that is a brother in Christ it's one of my bros um, Edgar oh my goodness listen I play that his music even when I'm going to sleep sometimes when I when I need peace and I didn't and I didn't always know it I just knew that sometimes I can't go to sleep easy that was that was obvious to me I, okay I'm trying to get quiet my mind it's not getting quiet and then I remember at some point I may have prayed about it but I know at some point I was like oh let me just play Edgar's Edgar's instrumental and so I created a little list and it was like and it would play all night eight hours not that I sleep for eight hours but either way um, <laughs> I would play it and before I went to sleep I'd be like oh I'm trying to quiet my mind Lord please quiet my mind blah, 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 blah. and I press play and I didn't even realize that I press play and guess what two seconds later I'm asleep so it's certain music that evokes certain things so that music is calming to the spirit it's calming to the mind and the good thing is that it is Christian instrumental. I know that he's a child in God. I know that he ain't rumbling in the dirt. He is, um, he's, that is pure from the Holy Spirit, right? And so playing the right music. So that's for me to go to sleep. When I, I need hype, I like for stuff like this, I need energy to talk. I need energy. I have to boost myself for this. Right? I need to boost myself to talk for an hour without you talking back to me. Right? <laughs> so I, I need energy. Who do I need? Who do you need to know who to connect to? I need a Kirk Franklin. Come on, you know how he is. He's like, ah and Ty Trebet. The same kind of energy. They just like come they come out the out the door, out the bat ready. They come with the energy. From you play their song, they start off in a holler. They start off they start off praising. That's their praise holler. And so those kind of people, that's the, they evoke that energy out. And so for me, it's like that, that uh, injection. You got a needle, boom, good. So now you can go, you can continue doing what God has for you to do. And so knowing who to connect to. Then you have people that, um, that you, need to, you need to learn from. And so, and learn... For me, for business, I learn from John Maxwell. So, and of course, my pastor. So, Pastor Emmanuel and um, leaders at John Maxwell, who have books that um, that teach and guide you in leadership, and so that's like the apostle tied into a teaching office, really. But. Um, they're guiding you on the on the being becoming a leader or what it is that you need to do um, in those ways. And then, okay, so that's an apostle. And then, if you're thinking of a true teacher who teaches and who's going to guide, who's going to break down the thing, who's breaking down how to get the thing done. Um, I can't think of a teacher right offhand. Hmm. 
who do we got online? Who who do you know? Who's a teacher? Who is in the teaching office? Now that I've described like the difference, the characteristics of these different offices, um, if Wilford is still on, if you know any teachers, any Christian leaders that are are t in the office of a teacher, I want to say, um, Sarah, Sarah Jakes Roberts. She could possibly be a teacher, but she could also be, I don't know, possibly be an apostle. She could probably be an apostle in the office of an apostle as well. But either way, you just need to know who to connect to when you need these specific things. You need somebody to guide you out of a situation. When you need somebody to give you step by step, that's a teacher. You need a teacher. When you need the energy, you need an evangelist. When you um, want to get something started, when you're trying to figure out um, some ideas that you have, you need your leader. You need your leader like an apostle. You need that person who has that almost like a um, directness. They have, they always kind of in tune with knowing the next steps. Um, and then your prophets, they can tell you the outcome. Okay, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to open up this new office. You're going to do whatever. So now open, you know you're going to have an office. You know you're going to, start this particular this kind of business but now you need to know the steps to get there and so you need to know who to connect to god has placed these different people around us um and they've been graced with the ability to um to get certain things done in different ways and so it could be the same same thing so let's just talk about building a house and so you have um gotten a, a contractor so the contractor would be like the apostle they they know the direction. They know what need everything that needs to be plugged in. They know all the different aspects of the the thing the the building that needs the, the outcome of that building. But they're not the plumber. They're not the electrician. They're not the mason. They're not the carpenter. And so all of those different um, it's not called modalities, but all of those different people. Um, are have different experiences and um, can help in different ways and so you can't call the electrician well you probably some people might I don't want to say that you can't but you shouldn't you shouldn't call an electrician to do the work of a carpenter you shouldn't call the plumber to do the work of a mason no and not if you want it done right and so understanding these offices, understanding people, understanding the grace that God has given all of the many people that's around us, knowing how to tap into these people, knowing how to, to um, connect with these people so that you can receive some of the grace that they have, right? You're receiving the grace that they have so that you can get whatever it is that you need done. And so that is back to like the, the, uh, the YouTube video about impartation. And then even through touch. So connecting pe with people through, you know, sometimes you might be like, yeah, bro, da 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 da. You like to zap and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that energy, that touch is a connection. That touch is a, a way to, to um, give grace to someone else. And so um, it should be in intentional. When this is given, this should be intentional from both both parties you know that oh yeah boy this boy got so much energy i want to dap him just like he gets some of that energy 
So a couple of weeks ago, um, our church has three services. And so a couple of weeks ago, I started to feel uh, um, during one of the services, feel a little um, like I was getting a little low. My, my tank was getting a little low. And so I look over at my, my mentor and I'm just like, you know, just like smiling and trying to like give him a, like, I don't know, I guess a signal. And when he came closer to me, he came over and he gave me dab. Right? And no lie. When he gave me dab, I felt like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like a, like a cartoon. Like he was like, he just, he just tapped my hand and it felt like, poo all the power came, like some power came in me. And I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could finish. I could do what I got to do. And so that's, this is what grace is. You're tapping into somebody else's grace. You're tapping into somebody else's energy. You're tapping into somebody else's strength. And so impartation or grace through someone else, through their touch is valuable. And it could be negative as well. Remember that everything that, the things that we have in the body of Christ, the enemy has distorted and used to come against us or to use to pull us away from Christ. And so people always ask, um, why are all these prophets out here? You know, people playing with God, da, 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 da. It's because that's what the enemy does. He's a trickster. He's a trickster. You have to know it. The enemy is a trickster. And so what is he going to do? He's a fraudster. He's faking what God has already put here. He's faking what God has given us. And so he's faking the grace that God has given, which is prophetic, which is evangelistic, which is um, the office of a pastor, that loving nature, and, and then distorts it by taking advantage of people. Right? And so understanding what grace is. Grace is the ability to get things done. Things can be getting through a business meeting, getting through the day, getting through um, finishing a project, getting through cooking, getting through dealing with family, dealing with friends, dealing with um, any situation. You just, just ask. You're in the body of Christ. Just ask. We have that. That is given to us. That is given. We just need to ask for it. Sometimes we miss out. We miss out on, on the blessings that God has for us because we didn't get the grace to get to get through that situation. We didn't get we didn't have the grace to go through that season in life. I started talking about going through breakups. Going through, you know, um, situations that can be so hard. There was, there was during the last two years, I ha had suffered loss. I lost my grandmother. Um, was it last year? I, I lost my grandmother last year and an uncle. And I needed grace because I legit was like, no, I'm not going to be doing this YouTube channel. Like, that's too much energy. I can't do it. I can't do it, God. Like, how do you do? How am I gonna go through this? But I needed grace. I needed grace. I needed grace to go to the funeral, and then the I think it was the next day, or the yeah, within that week, have to do a video. I needed grace. I need grace, y'all. And this is how this is what God does. And honestly, although it, I was mourning. I still felt 
I still didn't feel the heaviness of, a, of mourning, of, of the loss. So God gave me grace to go through that season. When my father passed away, I didn't know nothing about no grace. I didn't know nothing about no grace. And I didn't know about asking for no grace. And I, as a matter of fact, I probably didn't even want the grace. <laughs> I did not want no grace. I was like, I was mad at God. I was like, why would you do this? The man that I love, that's my friend. That's like, he was everything to me. And you take him away? And I needed grace, y'all. I needed grace. I'm using two examples of the same thing of suffering loss or losing someone that you love. One time I suffered the loss and didn't have grace, didn't have Jesus. And the next I had Jesus and was able to get through and still get things done. It wasn't like I could put my whole life on hold. I, well, I tried to, but it didn't work. But when I lost my dad, I wanted the whole world to go on hold. Right? And so there's a difference when, with, with Christ and without Christ. But then uh, you can be in Christ and still miss out because you don't know to tap into the grace. You don't know to tap into the grace. And sometimes you may be praying for the grace and then don't and feel like you didn't receive it. But because you keep looking at the thing that you're losing or the, 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 the experience that you're going through, you may feel as if you didn't receive the grace. It's given. You asked, it's it's given to you. But now you need to continue moving. You gotta move. You gotta you gotta keep it's not like um when you're given energy, you're given energy to do something. When you put gas in your car, you put in gas in the car so you can go somewhere, not to to park the car. Right? So you're you're given this energy, this gas, this fuel, so that you can accomplish something, so that you can continue whatever it is that you needed to be doing. And so Grace is this, I mean, it, it is so amazing. Uh, never knew that I needed it. Never thought that it was important. But I realized after um, losing the people, some people that I loved, the grace was all I needed. <laughs> the grace was all I needed, y'all. Grace is all you need to get through that situation. Grace is what you need to get through that situation it may feel so hard it may feel like you're being punished you're not god is not doing nothing to punish you you're because you sinned because you did something wrong god isn't punishing you once you've repented god has forgiven you he's forgiven you before you even asked he's forgiven you before you have even asked so the things that we experience is not because he wants us to suffer. So know that. Know that if it is a breakup, know that if it's a divorce, know that if it's friends that left, know that if you're, you lost a child, you lost a spouse, you're losing whatever it is, your home, whatever it is, God is not punishing you. He's not. Listen, child, I have so many stories I could tell y'all. Listen, a couple of years ago, we, my family had experienced a tremendous loss. Not a human, but we lost our home. We 
there was a fire and our house burnt down. Y'all hear me? The house burnt down. <laughs> it burnt down. I was at work and I got a call at work and my I was in a massage and and my my manager came she opened she opened the door and she's just like signaling to me to come and I'm like in my mind I was like come where I'm not going anywhere I'm doing a massage um anyway when I was able to get out when I was done with the massage when I got to her she was like you need to get home your daughter called and she said that there's an emergency and at that point I was like frozen like what kind of emergency and so she's with tears in her eyes and I'm like what what what's happening what, what what's going on and she was like your house burnt down and I was like my house what you mean my house my house burnt down y'all talk about grace we're talking about grace you need grace to get through these tough situations you need grace when I thought I had to still go back to work because I need to work to make money to now figure out what we going to do, Jesus. Jesus, what we going to do? I had just given my life to Christ. I'm like, oh, why would you do this to me? Like, why do I have to go through this? And then starting to look at yourself like, because I did this, this is why God did this to me. No, God didn't do that. No. He isn't trying to make you suffer. He isn't trying to make us suffer. But, you know, some of those scriptures that seem so cliche and it's like, I don't know, all things work together for your good, but those that love Christ, I don't know, during the situation if I could have said that, but now I see that all things, all things, all things, get me y'all, all things. I could tell y'all about some experiences. I could tell you about some experiences and needing God's grace. Needing it? I talk about needing it God's grace to still love God right like not not I was offended initially and then know that I was I need to be corrected I got corrected and then still get back in line with Christ and obey him even when it doesn't look like how I want it to look I could tell you about needing grace I don't talk about it too much because I don't want to make it about me. It's about you getting to Christ. But you need to know some experiences so you can understand when I talk about Jesus and I'm talking about his grace and I'm talking about his love and I talk about his mercy, y'all understand where I'm coming from. You understand where I'm coming from. My dad was still alive at the time and just looking at their faces like, Okay, the house is gone. Now, where do you go? Where do you go? No clothes. You didn't pack a bag saying, oh, well, when I get off from work, I'm not going to have a house. Where do you go from that? You need grace. You need grace. You need grace. So when I see hurricanes, when I see these horrific things that happen and people go through some experiences, I know. You need grace. I know when there's a divorce, when there's a breakup, when 
a parent has to take care of a child by themselves, I know you need grace. I can speak for it. I'm a single. I was a single parent. She's grown now. I don't. I don't. I can't say that I'm parenting her, but I know about needing grace. I know about needing grace, child. I know about needing grace with loss. I know about needing grace with loss of a loved one or loved ones. Needing grace to find a home. God, I I didn't save money to. to to, to, for all of us to figure out what to do. God, I need your grace. How are you going to carry me through this season? How are we going to get through this? I thank God for the people that came around that donated clothes that I know about those stuff. I know about those stuff. Needing grace. Grace to receive and be humble enough to receive from others. Talk about it, eh? Needing grace. I'm telling y'all today. God told me I gotta, I, I gotta stop, stop hiding the stuff. Needing grace, I have to share it. I didn't go through these experiences for myself. I didn't go through it so I can um, hoard these testimonies and not share it with you. And if I have, I ask God for forgiveness because honestly, it's not. I'm not embarrassed. I am definitely not embarrassed because. Child, ain't nothing, ain't nothing you can do when you don't have it. When you don't have uh, a place to go. Although we had a place to go, but I mean, you have your own home because family opened their door to you. But you had a home, like that's that's not easy. Uh, when you see people, um, they're not working and they're not working for months or years at a time. Not the ones that don't want to work. I'm talking about they can't find a job. And they have kids. I know about that. I've been through that season. I've been through that time. Been, child. I know needing grace. I know about it. And I'm gonna tell y'all. Ask God for grace. Tap into His word. We're almost done. Tap into His word, y'all. When I talk about these scriptures, these were scriptures. I used to be my face pressed to the Bible, just crying. Tears just flood my face. I needed grace to go to work the next day so I could work <laughs> to make money. I could work to feed my child. I could work to put gas in my car. I could work to buy clothes. To work to help my mom because at that time my dad was sick. He, he, he had a heart attack. He needed grace. <laughs> he needed grace and he probably didn't know it. He needed grace. His heart could not manage it because he tried to take it on his own. He needed the grace. Because even during that time, that's when the enemy came like a flood. When you hear me talk about these things, these are the stories. The enemy came like a flood and I had a stalker. And he stalked me for two years. After. Listen, we lost the... We had a fire. Whenever. Let's say it's the beginning of the year. By the June, this dude was like legit just following me everywhere I go. And I remember my dad was sick at the time. And he would struggle. He struggled that night when that guy, he came to grab me. And I screamed out. My dad said he heard me scream. And he came out to help me. He couldn't walk. 
Talk about grace to get through this season. To get through those tough times. You need grace. You need grace. And I could sit here and tell you, you need grace. You need God. You can't do it on your own. You can't try to do it on your own. You cannot do it in your own willpower. We're not strong enough. Our emotions are not strong enough. Our flesh flesh isn't strong enough. We were built to connect and reconnect with Christ. And so his grace is what we need to get through those seasons when it is hard. The grace is what we need to get through the seasons when it is hard. When I talk about needing grace, you need grace to get through each and every season of your life. You need grace when you have a child, when you're going through pregnancy, when you give birth, you need grace. Because you need grace to get up at night to feed the baby. You need grace even prior to having the baby to be able to get up every couple minutes to use the washroom. Like you need grace in every, every, every season. Yes, uh, uh, so many attacks can come to try to break because this here this is what you see here right now is what God told me to do years ago but all of these things happened and I forgot and I was too busy and I couldn't like I couldn't focus on it I couldn't and so I couldn't tune into creating no YouTube channel and doing all this stuff but that's what the enemy did he did all of that so that I could be disobedient so I could walk out of the alignment of Christ and so that's why you need grace to go through whatever it is you go through and still be obedient. God told you to go wherever. Go to Brazil to go speak to the homeless people. But now you went up there and now you don't have no money. Like you need grace, yo. You need more than grace. But I mean, you need grace too. Because you need money. You need you need somebody who's going to sponsor. You need some help. You, you, you need God to send some help <laughs> too. But... Really and truly, the core of it is you need grace to get through it, to get through that season. And then because the, you need grace to, to be able to get through the season, to be able to um, think logically, to, to connect, to pray, to not just be sporadic and just be like, oh, I need, because of this, I'm just going to do this. No, asking the Holy Spirit, okay, this is going on. I really need, I need your direction. But when you're going through those tough seasons, sometimes you think, and move so fast that you don't actually connect with the Holy Spirit to get the thing done. Yes, you need the saving grace. You need the saving grace. You need grace to go through any circumstance that you're going through. Any circumstance. When you're going to into marriage, when you're going, um, when you're being around friends, it's just so we don't realize the importance of grace and so grace is the thing that that we need the strength that we need the power the ability that we need to get through every not not couple situations not a few situations every single situation that you experience and don't try to take it on don't try to be superhero. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. Oh yeah, macho man. Oh yeah, I'm an independent woman. I tried. I'm tell you, I tried that. I tried that before. The independent woman thing. Oh no, child. Mm mm. 
Mm -mm. I'm a baby in Christ. I'm Jesus's baby child. I want him come and take care of me. I want him come and clothe me. I want him come and direct me. I'm not going to try to be doing it out here by myself. I tried it. It is frustrating. It takes too much energy. No. And then when you try with your friends, oh girl, this happened. I, no, 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 no. Be doing this in Christ. Be going to be doing this in Christ because I'm not out here trying to do it on my own i'm telling you don't go out there trying to do it on your own it is too frustrating it is too frustrating yeah and his strength is made perfect in our weakness because when we're weak he makes us strong we we sometimes we think we do it ourselves but it's him it's god even with the music it's through the through god through the holy spirit once we're listening to um people that are christians because we have people that claim Christ or say Jesus in a song, but it ain't the Holy Spirit that guided them through that song. It ain't the Holy Spirit that guided them through that song. I'm going to say it again. Because there are some songs, no, really. You start to think about being in the club. No, like how do you think about being in the club when, you think, when, you, when you're singing a song that should be worshiping God? Because when they were worshiping this or singing this song, that's probably where their heart was. That's probably what they were into. So everybody that claims Christ does not mean that we're supposed to be following them, that we should be listening to them, that we should be playing their YouTube videos. You need to know them by their fruits. And by, depending on what their fruit is, is where you get your strength. So if their strength is through the enemy, you're going to be feeling a little mixed up. And there was a season when I didn't know, I'm going over a little, I did not know that, uh, I didn't know about the music part. And I told you that I love music. And so, I didn't realize that I was letting the enemy keep coming in. Like, stuff just kept happening. But, I loved music. And I didn't ever even look for, like, rap Christian music or, uh, more contemporary or not i just didn't like the music that i wherever i was hearing it i didn't like it so i didn't even pursue um any other you know music in the in the christian genre so i just kept listening to the music that i was listening to before before meaning when i was in the world and i felt like i was more confused i was always frustrated and i think i talk about that a lot i was miserable not not just because some of those circumstances I used is before that I was miserable like I don't know I used to wake up and just feel like don't talk to me don't come around me I don't want to talk to you I don't want to see you uh, but the enemy was trying me long long time because I used to be going to sleep with those uh, negative music playing like I legit used to be going from I was I don't even know how old I was and I remember my mom used to tell me about it she was like you just playing uh just letting the devil get in your head in your sleep uh, she used to make the, like, those kind of com comments and i was like the devil getting in my head what you talking about girl it's only whatever sound it's only boys to men this is only whoever boys to men if you listen to me i mean to diss you or anything but you ain't no christians so that's just what it is <laughs> anyway but playing those songs man i know if y'all in the bahamas and you used to listen to jatande on a sunday afternoon Listen, I used to go to sleep playing that, mu that music. Although it was love songs. But I was worshipping like breakup. 
because most of those love songs are breakup songs like oh my god I this breakup and you're just talking about all the whatever being in love and then falling out of love and then going through the emotion of the love and I would go through those cycles of highs and lows high and low high and low just like the music and that's the kind of grace it gave me it gave me grace to be high one day happy and low the other day sad and so I'm trying to break this down as like into bite-sized little bits and pieces so that we can really understand like living for Christ there are so many different things that we have to change there are so many different things that we have to pay attention to 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 remain and be true to living for Christ it comes with the association who are you connecting yourself to what kind of friends they say birds of a feather flock together who are you associating yourself with? Who are you connecting to? Who are you connecting to on YouTube? Who are you connecting to on Instagram? What what is coming up on your feed? What are you putting into your into your gates, your eyes and your ears? What are you seeing? That's association. What are you seeing? What are you allowing into your space? Because this pulls away. If it's the wrong things, it it detracts from your grace so let's just say you were around an evangelistic person they give you a whole bunch of energy you're all energized ready to get that thing going and then BAM you go and watch some movie that's sad or some thriller that's that takes too much emotion it takes too much energy and it just zaps you it takes the energy that you just gained it took it away these are the kind of things that you need to know so you know not to do it and it's not because Christians don't they be so holy and we don't want yeah we kind of we are kind of are but this is how we remain true to Christ by making sure that we our bodies our minds our spirit our eyes our ears are all holy and clear of anything that would take away from us anything so even if it's people that we need to stay away from we got to do it before I end, I'm going to use one more example in talking about grace. So we know, I like to talk about David. I, I don't know, for some reason I feel like, I don't want to say he's my favorite character, but he's my low-key favorite character. Who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite biblical character? I think low-key, David is my, my favorite character because I like him. I like him because this dude would sin and then he would be crying out to God when he's done. He's just like... Yeah, I had sex with that girl, but Jesus, oh God, I come back to you. I cry out to you. I did this thing. I know I'm wrong. In my flesh, I did this, but Jesus, I love you. Like, you could see where he battled, which is normal. We're not perfect. I'm not in Christ because I'm perfect. I'm in Christ because I'm imperfect. And I'm trying to get to that Savior who going to save me. And so this dude would be like messing up. And then he go run back to God and he's just like, God. And then we read in the Bible and God says, he's a man after my own heart. He ain't talking because he made, he was sinning. He wasn't talking about because the, the, the things that he keep messing up on. He talked about his heart because his heart was, he was pure. He wanted to always be connected to Christ. He, this guy was, like he was a king. This dude was a king. He came from taking care of the animals. 
Then he was supposed to, he got anointed to become this king. So he got anointed to get this great job. He got anointed to be this great person. But how long did it take him to get there? This guy went through a horrible season too. He went through some loss. He lost, he did, listen, when he, the whole thing with the Goliath, check out his brother. His brother was on the scene. They're all supposed to go and kill the Goliath, the soldiers that is, because the soldiers were hardcore dudes. But the dad sent the brother, which is David, go carry your brother some food. They need a little energy to go beat Goliath. But guess what? David get out there and he'd be like, yo, I could do this. Yeah, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Let's do this. I got you. You got my back. I'm ready. And he goes out and kills uh, Goliath. But before he killed Goliath, his brother was like, go home, dude. You little, you little smart. Go home. You's a little boy. You can't do nothing. But that's how with us. Us in the body crack, people be looking at us like, yeah, you little, you're not, you're not nothing much. Go back. Go back where you come from. Go back in your little hole. But God had already anointed. This boy was anointed to be king. And he was still taking care of animals and he's still getting treated bad by his brother. They won't look, they wasn't looking at him like he was something. They looked at him like he was nothing. Oh, that's all my boys. Joseph, David, Paul, Abraham. Yeah, it's all my boys, my homies. But David was looked down upon. But listen, David was, was anointed as the king. But guess what? The king who disobeyed God, because now uh, Saul was still up on the throne, and he was like, no, I'm not coming down. And I'm going to treat this boy bad. So all the years this, this, um, Saul was alive, he tormented David. So David didn't have a good time. Like, oh yeah, God told me I'm gonna be a king, y'all, and it's gonna be good. No, he didn't. That didn't happen. He was he was um, anointed as king, and he probably went through ten years, twenty years of suffering, of hardship, of frustration, because you go through those seasons. But this dude still cried out to God. See, that's what God wants. He's like, oh, you're gonna go through that tough time. And you still riding with me. That's the kind of people. Like legit. Think about it. What kind of friends do you want around you? The ones who twist up? And who could be like, no, I'm uh-uh. Mm -mm, you always going through something. So I don't want to talk to you no more. No, you you be around people who be like, I down with you. Wow. Come on, look, let's pray. You call them on the phone and you tell them what's going on. And they just, you hit them. Go bust out in tongues. Da -da 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 and just going on. Listen. When I was going through what I was going through, my mentor was a million miles away. And listen, for my God on that phone and I was crying, he was like, da 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 Listen, that's what I'm talking about. The association, have the right people around you. The people that going to pray for you. The people who are there for you. The people, they ain't worrying about what you're going through. They ain't talking about, oh, Jesus, this girl always going through. No, they ready to go to war. They going to war in prayer. David was a man after God's own heart. This dude went to war in prayer for himself. <laughs> he went to, he he went to town. Like when you read the scriptures, when you look just at at Psalms, you see where he was battling with his flesh. We battle with our flesh. We ain't perfect. This dude battled in his flesh, cried out to God, and he was the man after God's own heart. This guy had grace. And listen, before, before, before Saul died, 
there was one of the soldiers, one of the, one of the guys, one of his riders that was like, yo, Saul right up here. Let's go and hit this dude. Let's go and kill him. And he was like, no, no, no. That's my, that's, he's, he is my authority. He is ahead of me. So you have that boss that you think because they treat you bad, you must disrespect them. No, God's law, God's principles. We can't go past those things. We need to know it. And we keep messing up. And sometimes we, we are stuck in certain cycles because we don't know these principles, y'all. Principle, honor, honor authority. Pray for those that are ahead of you. The Bible says so. Pray for that prime minister. Listen, you could imagine having a president who'd be talking trash on Facebook and Instagram and posting crazy stuff. Oh, you got to pray for these kind of people. You have a boss that don't know how to, who always spending money, who don't know how to take care of their money and manage money well. You need to pray for them because you work for that person. You sitting back talking about them. You could lose your job because the person is not manage their money well. These are things that we need grace for. These are things that we need to understand. The grace to shut your mouth when people mistreat you. Saul was mistreating David. And David had he needed grace to shut, keep his mouth shut. To not bad mouth his leader, his elder. Listen, I live in the Bahamas. I, I grew up in the Bahamas. And listen, some things I realized that I did and people did or still doing. Be wondering why we, there's so much suffering. It's so, you're suffering because you're going against God's law. You're going against His word. You're disrespecting elders. Like, what is happening? It's because the devil just confused us. Like, I remember growing up, it was one point I was so afraid of my mom, and I don't know. I think something in me was like the, not something, the devil, because I was not a Christian, and I know what I was, the stupid things that I did. The enemy just was like, no, just talk back. And I would be like, I don't feel like going to school. I don't feel like that. And giving her mouth. I was just putting a curse on myself. Listen, you need grace to shut up. <laughs> we need grace to shut up. Even as kids, you need grace to shut up. Even when you see that your parent did something wrong, you need the grace to keep your mouth shut. That is not your problem. You pray about it. You go and pray about it. You don't go and embarrass them and tell other people about them. You pray about it. You see what happened? What, was it Noah? Noah cursed his his son because his son exposed him. And that's what parents could do. Their mouth, they have such power. They could speak over your life. Because they, they have the authority over your life. Not because you're 35, not because you're 50. No matter, they're still your parent. Right? You need grace to be quiet. You need grace to go through that that family situation. You need grace to love. And, and I'm using these examples because when I say grace to love, you may not understand what I'm talking about. The, the same parent that mistreated you, you need grace to still love them because you, you need to honor them. The same family member that dissed you in the past coming to borrow money, you need grace. Now, I'm not talking about giving them the money. I'm just talking about grace to love them. Grace to love that person. The grace to love people when they ins when they talk bad about you. You know your friend been talking bad about you. And you still you could love them, but love them at a distance. But you can still love them. You need grace. It is grace that you need, y'all. It's grace that you need. And there is the supplier of our needs. And that is the Lord. 
That is the Holy Spirit that replenishes us. When Jesus left this earth, he said he would give us a helper, and that helper is the Holy Spirit. And his help is with grace. His help is that strength. His help is the know-how. His help is the ability to get the thing done. And so I'm going to end on that note. I went way past um, my time. And I do thank you for um, spending this time with me today. Listen, we're going to have a lot of a lot more um, in-depth conversations because there were a lot of things that I didn't want to talk about, I didn't feel comfortable talking about, but Holy Spirit said, do I have to do it? Holy Spirit said, this is not my will, but God's will that will be done. And so if this is here to help you, I am here as God's servant to obey his word or his word to me. So I'm going to end. I'm going to end in prayer. Father God, I give you thanks. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. I thank you for taking over this conversation today. I thank you for allowing me to have this space to have this conversation. I thank you for the boldness, that the grace that you've given me today to be able to speak, to speak for this length of time, to speak about things that I had been in the past so ashamed of. I thank you, Lord, that the people that are going to be listening to this video, that's going to be listening later on, the things that they're battling with, the things that they're struggling with, you are going to press their heart. You're going to touch their heart. They're going to prick their heart today, Lord, so that they can reconnect with you. The things that they are offended, they're hurt, they feel frustrated, and they didn't know what to do, that they know now that they can just say one prayer, and that is, Lord, give me grace. Lord, give me grace for this situation. Lord, give me grace. Father, I thank you for allowing us to be able to connect with you, to cry out to you, that we don't have to go through um, pillars and posts and people and all kind of things to get to you. We can just cry out to you. Father, give us the grace like David. Because sometimes they battle with so much and they don't have people to talk to. Father, I pray right now as they hear me, as they connect now or even later, that you give them the grace that they need to lead. You give them the grace that they need to love their families. You give them the grace that they need for their spouse. That You give them the grace that they need to, to get the things done. Father, give that, that woman who is listening the, the grace to be submissive, the grace to obey your word, the grace to take care of her family, to love her family, to nurture her family the way that she should. Father, I pray for their needs right now as they connect. Even when they don't want to play the entire video, that they hear even a portion. Father, I pray that they receive your grace. They receive your grace today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Peace out, y'all.